So this podcast is recorded in a house with animals, one of whom is asleep behind my laptop and second monitor, so I can't actually see her, but you can. Say hi to Tiny Orange. Hi, Tiny Orange. She's not asleep. She's staring with great interest at the moving line on the monitor. I bet she is. Um, Well, there's a thing. The other thing to mention at this point in time is that we swear a lot. We do. And so we have to mark this as explicit because... Sooner or later, one of us is going to bust out with a four-letter word. Probably starting with an F and rhyming with truck. It is one of my favorite words. I have been known to declaim some bullshit as well. (laughs) Welcome to Productivity Alchemy, episode 130. We are kind of getting the groove for the new year. Yes. I had a groove, and then I lost my groove, and now this week is a frantic flailing to get back in my groove. Yeah, well, it's it's been very frantic. I have a big deadline coming up, so I've been working very hard. I've got uh, in flight something like, uh, hold on, mathing, 14 more articles for opensource.com to write. Jesus. So, yeah, no, it's exciting. It's exciting. Um, but I'm having a lot of fun with that. Uh, just work is work, and pushing really hard. So it's, it's a little bit of a balancing act. And, um, so I'm spending a lot of time in the evenings with you, uh, while I don't know what you're doing, uh, drawing, playing something on the switch. Yeah. Mostly I'm playing Dragon Quest Builders too. Yeah. And we've got, um, uh, we've been going through the last airbender. Yes. Which is excellent. Yeah. And I've been researching and writing and, uh, all that stuff. To the point where you've had to say a couple times, hey, it's almost one in the morning, two Come in the to morning, bed. You're, you're, it's time to stop. Yeah. Yes. It's a thing that happens. It is. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I do it for you and time will come when you do it for me. I occasionally do it for you. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, no, that that's... Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, it's a back and forth. Oh, yeah. It's a back and forth. Uh, so... Yeah, there's that. Now, you've had a rough week. You actually, actually, you're, if you're like me, my day was a train wreck. Yeah, train wreck is a good description. And I believe your day was a train wreck as well. Well, it started okay. I got something done. I brought water to the goats over on Dog Skull and Havoc the goat, who is in love with me, mm-hmm. platonically, as far as we can tell, but who is jumped the fence as he does whenever i come over (laughs) she swears he never does it at any other time but if i show up he jumps the fence so we can hang out together (laughs) and i don't i'm scared of you know of goats for the most part i used to get attacked by them regularly in my youth and while i acknowledge intellectually that this is these are much different goats uh and this one will not knock me down for fun right um Havoc weighs like 200 pounds, and yeah. he's uh, he is a large animal. He has horns. He could do a lot of damage. I am very aware of this, <laughs> and he's very pleasant. He's very nice. He, he is, as goats go, he is being extremely polite. Oh, yeah. He wants to sort of, goats greet each other by sort of breathing in each other's noses and he would very much like to do that so i try to be polite <laughs> so we, oh my god the picture i'm getting and then he's and, and i don't know anything about goat body language shepherd is like for he's being extremely polite with you 
He's he wants to hang out, but he's not crowding you or getting in your space. He's he's <laughs> and, and she's like he's he's actually trying to invite you to walk with him. And I'm like, you're you're kidding. He's like, no, he's he's going up to you. He's taking a few steps and he's waiting for you to come with him. And then he's looking at you and like this is a this is goat for let us go have an adventure together. And. The thing is, I don't want to have this kind of relationship with a goat. I, I admire goats in the abstract. I do not particularly need to have one that, for whatever reason, has decided it loves me. Um, but Havoc jumps the fence every time I come every over. Every time. Huh. It's sweet and troubling. Yeah. Anyway, so that was the high point of the day. Uh, the rest of the day was me opening up copy edits and discovering I was in hell. <laughs> and the oh, thing wait, is, that wasn't, uh, that isn't really a euphemism in this case. A, a good copy editor is invisible. I love copy editors. Um, I, I would never send out a manuscript or publish a manuscript without having at least three, like, proofreaders going over and checking and you know they catch the typos they catch a couple continuity errors like you said his hat was x style here but then you changed it here which one would you like to go with and ideally they stop you from you know embarrassing yourself in front of the readers right 99 times out okay not 99 times out of 100 but i've i've copy edited like 30 books and maybe maybe three or four i've had real grief with the copy editor. And this is not the worst copy edit I've ever had, but they're making a strong run for number two. They really, yeah, I remember the worst copy editor I've yes. ever had. Um, that was that was a dark time. It was a very but dark time, yeah. This is, they're doing one thing I find pretty much unforgivable, which is, and, and the thing is, I get mad enough when they're changing my vernacular. They clearly do not know how the South works. And it's not even the South. It's like... I got a suspicion is not the same as I suspected. The the people who get a suspicion are different people than those who suspect. These are two different books, you know? Uh, but, okay, colloquialism's fine. I can see we might have to discuss the matter. Yes. But they're doing the thing where I will use singular they for parties whose gender is unknown, and... They keep changing that to it, including on people who have speaking roles, but their gender has not been declared, so they are trying to make them an it. And this is incredibly insulting to non-binary people Yeah, and just bad form all around. I am having to go through and literally just mark entire pages with change this back. And uh, I've never had an experience quite like that. It's uh, They're doing a lot of other things that are weird and ungrammatical and I don't like, but that in particular is a, we are not doing this on my watch. There was, there was some speculation that this is an offshore service, not a native English speaker. Uh, maybe. I mean, it's possible, but the problem is that there are many native English speakers who would not come at it with the kind of hubris that is being displayed here. Like, ah. They would just ask. Right. right. They like, I have had people, um, I, uh, a book a while ago, uh, so, you know, I said, I think, uh, if this happened, God forbid something, something. And they did not, they did not know the, the, the colloquialism, God forbid. Right. And they were like, do you mean, 
I, I think because of the way I phrased it was uh, this, uh, they were like, do you mean God should forbid this or God shouldn't? And because, and I was like, no, no, God forbid is a specific thing. It, it, it's, yeah, we we yeah, just leave yeah, that yeah. alone. Uh, but they ask. This, mm-hmm. they went through and just weird changes, weird phrasing changes that did not fix things, that introduced errors. At one point, they started trying to change occurrences of the word taxidermy to taxidermic, and I'm like, we are not what? doing this. What? 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 Wait. <laughs> what? And, yeah. Mm. Uh, mm. And the thing is, technically, taxidermic is like is the sort of thing you'd use in like taxidermic study right but as an but you would not say a taxidermic mouse unless you were really weird or a taxidermic museum yeah you could maybe do a taxidermic museum but you couldn't do a taxidermic mouse which no. is what they mm-hmm. did that's a taxidermied mouse oh and, yeah no yeah no, and i'm I, they've no. done this and i haven't gotten to the part that's really taxidermy heavy and i'm already like Oh, we're going to have problems. And Mm -hmm. I am, I try to be professional, mostly because (laughs) I'm extremely Catholic and I feel very guilty when I'm not. Right. But I've gone from Stet, which is a, uh, it's, it's, uh, if you want something to stay the same, you write S-T-E-T, Stet, which Mm -hmm. basically means let it stay. And it derives from, it's like the acronym for a Latin phrase or something. Uh, We started at Stet. And we're moving to Stet, oh honey, what are you doing? Stet, and what the hell? Stet, and just put this all back. Stet, it is the century of the anchovy, and we are not doing this anymore. <laughs> that was over the its. Um, Stet, and you have introduced an error. Stet, if you're going to take my dialogue tag, please take all of it. Don't leave hanging punctuation. Oh, <laughs> I mean, oh, I'm getting angry at yeah. this point. And I and and no, before anyone asks, if you have a copy editor that has done their job this badly, you can, under many circumstances, stop copy editing and send the manuscript back to the the acquiring editor who is the person you've been working with most of the time copy editing is farmed out and say this copy editor is not working for me get me someone else this is not acceptable i have done that before yes. in in extremity occasionally owing to deadline politics or other issues none of which we're going to discuss or get into here with regards to this manuscript yep you cannot do that and in this case my only recourse is to edit it send it back and expl- say we are not a good fit i have done as you asked never use this copy editor with me again and i will do that mhm I will probably just say this copy editor's changes do not spark joy. But Right. <laughs> anyway, so I am having a day and I only got halfway through the manuscript and tomorrow I have to do more of the manuscript. I got no writing done, but this is work that needs to be done. It just puts me behind on my other projects. Right, right. Tomorrow I get to do even more of this and have a mammogram, so it's just going to be an awesome day. The mammogram's going to be the highlight of your day. <laughs> well, here's hoping I don't have anything, you know dividing in there yeah that's fair that's fair so yeah uh my my stress of of why do i have to do two status meetings a day over this particular project and um you know it was meeting central and they're 
trying to throw me on extra things. And I'm like, I honestly don't know how that works. And why are you asking me? And oh God, you're three levels above me. And I'm just a poor little ant trying to do ant things. Why are you telling me to do other ant things that I'm not trained to do? And I feel so much better about my day now. I'm glad you feel better about your day, and it is okay if your day was miserable. Misery is not a zero-sum game. My, no, no. My crappy copy edits do not make your day better. No, no. So, anyway. Also, it should be noted, um, because I am not an absolute monster, while I am bitching about this here and on Twitter, I am not naming either the project, the publisher, or and I don't know the copy editor's name, or so... Um, I have like three publishers and mm-hmm. self-published work and multiple books out at the moment it could be. So, yeah, you know, there is no one is going to get in trouble for this. I just hope that they don't inflict this person on other authors. Probably too late, but <clears throat> you can maybe keep it from happening to someone moving forward. Yes. Thinking of moving forward. This is a letter show. It is a letter show. So I've got some letters, uh, and we will get to those, I believe, right after this. We are back. Oh, hound, hound, you don't Sergei. need to climb in my lap That's right, right now. That's all right. Sergey's over here putting his butt in my face, so it, it, yes. it happens. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hound. We you, warned you there were animals. Hound, you are so beautiful, but... Sergey, settle down. Uh, Sergey is sort of in, in cat heaven for the kind of cat he is. I have not had a chance to clean off my back desk in a while, so there are so many things to throw off the desk. And, and then look at you severely. Right, right. And when we're done recording, I'm going to clean that up. I really need to clean that up. Yes, and also he can sit in front of you and be in your way. Oh, he's going to do that anyway? Yes, but that is part of the thing that puts him in cat heaven. Yes. Sergey greatly enjoys making trouble for the people he loves. And some of the cats that are here, too. Yes. Oh, and now, oh. speaking of which, there is a... a he has been driven off by an orange cat. Yes. Who weighs about half what he does, but apparently uh, is more fierce. He he He's scared of her. Well. You know, there's a the thing. All right. So, letters. What are you scared of, listeners? <laughs> Me, I'm scared of ducks. Yes, and, and goats. And failure. And dying in a ditch next to Walmart. Anything else? Well, now I'm scared of dying in a ditch next to Walmart with a goat. <laughs> Let me tell you, was not really foremost on my mind until recently. Until recently, yeah. Uh. Well, okay. So, uh, first letter. Uh, this is from Patricia, and it was a comment on the uh, interview I did with our friend Tango. Oh yes. Yeah, uh, I'm slowly catching up on all the episodes, and I'm halfway through this one. And I want to second what Sarah said about dandelions. 
Two things came to mind. A dandelion is a living, breathing thing, while bolts are often inanimate, cold, and impersonal things, which aptly describes both their function and how all these systems are. The other is that we are all holding torches in the darkness and our light shines on things others may not know. And many of us don't get the same kinds of information and what is common to one person group community is really not to the rest. It's true. This is also to say, thank you for being the dandelion. There are many, many experiences that I have had that when I attempt to describe them to people in a different grouping suddenly acquire a significance as they have knowledge, which I do not. Well, yeah. And, and I mean, that's, that's sort of the thing is if someone, uh, the, this all came about the, I don't know why people are coming to me with questions. And it's because often if you don't have the answer, you know how to get answers and you're not unpleasant about it. Mm. So. Yeah. I was thinking about the thing when I was 16 and my boyfriend was stealing my mother's underwear. But anyway, let's... We know. talked about that on Twitter. We're not going to go into that one on here. <laughs> my mother... I woke up to a very exciting text from my mother who reads my Twitter. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so in in reference to uh, the episode with our friend Jen... Jen um, yes. Yeah. Um, uh, the, Jen is cool. Yeah. Star had heard about the drunken botanist many times on another podcast... Um, uh, Star listens to The Modern Bar Cart. Amy Stewart, I have the book. Yeah. The uh, Drunken so Botanist. I'll, I'll, I'll be linking to both The Drunken Botanist and The Modern Bar Cart in the show notes. So far, I have three show notes. Uh, it's not a big note heavy show yet. Give it um, time. Yep. And then uh, another comment on Tango's episode, also from Patricia. Finally finished listening to this episode. And Tango, have you considered, if it's affordable uh, for you and your husband, perhaps a weekly spa massage outing as a reward? Small wins can be short massages for like 30 minutes for head and shoulders, and bigger wins could be like a two-hour body massage. Body that massage. sounds like an awesome way to celebrate. I mean, that's a, a great win, one, yeah. honestly. And I'm like, hmm, maybe the next time I hand in a book, I'll yeah. be like, mm. sure, why not? The thing is, I can't hear the word body massage without thinking about that one GI Joe mashup uh, video uh, where I think Roughneck is wandering around going body massage, body massage. So you, I have no idea what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, it was it, it's a thing. Um, you don't need to link that in the show notes. I'm not going to link that in the show notes. Y'all can go find it. But yes, a a that I mean I don't know about Tango, but that honestly sounds, that like, sounds a like a great idea. idea. Yeah, I should go get one. I, the thing is that like the only time I can ever justify getting a massage anymore is when I'm traveling on book tour on someone else's nickel and they have dumped me at the airport four hours early and I'm like, I got to kill time. Hey, look over there. <laughs> right. Uh, and uh, which means that I have had some fascinating conversations in with airport masseuses, massage artists. I can't uh -huh. remember. Massage tax. I can't. I don't know what they're called. Uh, I think the phrasing has changed over the course of my lifetime. But uh, yeah, uh, yeah. From the gentleman who who sort of extracted slowly what I did for a living and finally got to Hamster Princess and stopped the massage because he was laughing too hard. Oh. And the lovely and... <laughs> 
uh, I'm not sure what to how to to describe her. The the from from what my various Asian friends have said, there is a particular archetype of the Asian auntie. Yes, and she came in and delivered a massage and yelled at me for being too tense and not drinking enough water <laughs> and then came and brought me water and watched me drink it in front of her <laughs> because I was not drinking enough water and could not be trusted to take care of myself. And I, I mean, look, when a, wo- when a woman three times your age does that to you, you just cower and drink the water. <laughs> I that 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 sounds like an absolute auntie thing to do. Yes, I I am told by various friends that that is one hundred percent the experience, and uh, if possible, always go back to her. If possible, yeah. <laughs> yes, really. it's unlikely to happen unless I'm in like San Antonio or Charlotte or wherever I was. But still, anyway. Anyway, <laughs> uh, comment from Melissa about our uh, my my talk with Jake, uh, Jake B. Not okay. No, I, I no, not okay. Yes, not our rising college freshman. Yes. Uh, hey, I normally listen to the whole episode before commenting. I needed to jump in with a warning. You should absolutely pay your bills with paper checks. I have had multiple instances of companies, mostly hospitals, but also insurance companies and the giant monopoly that controls my state's electrical grid, denying that I paid them. And electronic transaction IDs do not legally constitute proof of payment. The only thing that constitutes legal proof of payment is a copy of a physical check from the bank with a signature on the back. Hospitals are the absolute worst about this. Please, I, I can't say that I have ever had that experience, but hospitals, I can understand. I do not mm-hmm. pay hospitals terribly often, and certainly yeah. they have antiquated systems, so I can see it. Yep. Please spare yourself the years of grief and thousands of dollars and make sure you pay via a legally traceable method. Also, you need to make sure you get paper utility bills so you can register to vote. My friend lived in Virginia for well over a decade before he registered to vote because they would only accept utility bills as proof of residence, and he had everything set up to auto-deduct straight from his bank account because he has real problems keeping track of bills. Which I, you know, I totally understand the having to juggle the... Mm -hmm. the uh, executive function because I would forget. Like auto pay mm-hmm. is a a blessing for people like me, but at the same time, I one hundred percent the the uh, utility bills to register to vote is a thing. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, they catch you coming and going if your brain does not have the good sense of time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he finally managed to make friends with a landlord who signed an affidavit for him, but friendly affidavit. Land- affidavit uh, for him, but friendly landlords are few and far between. Uh, you know, it's funny uh, because I've seen all the stuff going on about that. Even though we have several bills on auto pay, uh, I still have them send us a paper bill. Yeah, yeah, uh, and it will say on it, "Will you know auto pay on such and such amount on such and such a date," but. I've got the physical bill because, yeah, uh, there are several things where it's like if you do not have a driver's license or a passport or – I'm uh, – we're not in a state that requires the real ID thing, are we? Yes, we are. Oh, fuck my life. As of October. Uh, October 2020. Because I am watching so many people go, I have a copy of my social security, my birth certificate, and my marriage license, mm-hmm. and they won't let me get the real ID because it's not – originals or the right thing or whatever which yeah. is 
Look, we all know this is pretty much just a hassle for to keep people that they consider undesirables out. We know that this unduly targets women because if you change your name and your marriage, oh, yeah. you are asked. Uh, this is this is such total bullshit, and. Uh, it's so annoying, and I'm sure we'll have a future episode of Ursula attempts to get real ID and ends up screaming into the void. But um, I've I've just started traveling with my passport all the time. My I I had to do an eleventh hour renewal on my driver's license because I had all this paperwork about set up your appointment to get your real ID driver's license. Blah blah blah, and I just didn't have the spoons or the want to be arsed to go through all those hoops. And then it was, uh, I believe somewhere around 11 PM the night before my birthday and my driver's license expiring. And wait, this most recent birthday. Uh, no last year. Oh, thank God. Yeah. Last year. Uh, but I was online renewing my driver's license the day before, because you were terrified that I would get pulled and would have a, an expired license. And, that just was not acceptable. Um, I so yeah, I, I have a healthy fear of those. Yeah, it's happened to me before. Yeah, uh, it's well, not to me. Obviously, mine was up to date. It was the person driving who I happened to be married to. Not that I'm bitter, James. <laughs> Sorry. Anyway, anyway, the point is, I uh, they they mailed We've me been divorced for thirteen years, and some, I'm still some angry. some scars just stick with you, stick with you. But I, I don't know if you've seen, but here, let me show you what happens now. So, um, does your, is yours real? Mine is not real ID ID, and I want you to look at the at the title on that one. Not for federal identification, right? Uh, as of October 2020. That is no longer valid. That driver's license is no longer valid for me to use as ID taking flights. So I just use my passport. Well, yeah, I mean, it's, you know, it's it's we've we've we've, we've traveled enough international that we're sort of used to having a passport with yeah. us. But lots of people aren't, and it's a pain in the ass to get. Like, yeah. and believe me, I am very sympathetic if it's a pain in the ass to, for you to get because. I was born abroad on Yokosuka Naval Base, and I have to get a, uh, like, I, my original birth certificate was long gone, and mm, yeah. in order to, and you can't just get a duplicate of that, you have to, like, pay somebody uh, 200 bucks to hand walk it from the consulate over to wherever it's such a pain in the butt. Right, yeah. Uh, yeah. And you have to do that every time you renew. And uh, I think I can st I think I can renew safely now, but mm -hmm. I don't know. Um the big other big problem is that uh, I did not have a social security card until I was 12. Oh, because I was born abroad. It was I didn't even have a number until I was 12. Oh. And it was not as big a deal, and possibly the records all burned down a little bit. And uh, the records all burned down a little bit. Well, I mean, I don't know the extent of the blaze. <laughs> so the moral of the story was I didn't legally exist until I was twelve, except with the birth certificate. So we, and this, thank God, was in you know like nineteen ninety, so I could go. Yeah. To yeah. my mom could just take me in with 
the birth certificate and be like, yeah, she exists, assign a number. So my, I am actually in the next, uh, in, in completely the wrong group of numbers for my age cadre, amusingly. But, uh, yeah. Mine, mine is still mine. Is is um, my social security number? You can tell my age and what part of the country I was in. Yeah, mine. You can't. Yeah, that's you know, nineteen seventies. So yeah, early seventies. So uh, I'm forty nine, and I have no idea where my social security card is. I haven't had one of those in years. Yeah. So so I uh, it's I have to have it every time I they want like proof of. Uh, proof for employment. I have to d- display a social security card and you know another form of ID, which is usually a driver's license. I'm Although, so glad that I'm not like you know gainfully. Well, I mean, I'm gainfully employed, but no, I've been self-employed for so long that yeah. uh, my yeah. last job was in 2007. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everything else, I've been on a, a W nine, mm-hmm. and uh, and I just ke- used to keep one of those. I just update one of those every year. And save it for the year because so many places ask for one. I'm just right. sending it out over and over again. <laughs> Once in a blue moon, I will get somebody who's pissy and is like, "No, you did this on January 8th, and we're not asking for it till November, so you have to send us a real, you know, up to date one." Oh, and for God's sake! Movie companies are the worst. For oh well. That. And, yeah, because the the tax difference, I'm sure on, and then they screw me over completely. On right. uh, j- j- I'm sorry, this turned into Ursula bitch fest session, but uh, they don't want to pay my agent. They want to pay me, but they want to send the check to my agent. So they send a check to the agent in my name, but my agent gets, and that's not the way it's supposed to go because the agent takes fifteen percent. So they should either pay it all to the agent in my name and she cuts me a check or they should cut me a check for 85% and the agent 15%. By sending it to me, I I am basically on the hook to pay taxes on the 15% that would go to my agent. Yep. And I have to uh, like do – I have had to sign affidavits for a bank – and my agent's really good. She's like, this is this, I, it is only this one check that your affidavit is allowing me to sign, to, to deposit, because, you know, she doesn't want it to look like, or to, right. to have the legal authority to deposit checks in my name and keep them. Yeah. Uh, but, because, I mean, it, it, but, oh my God, the the hoops we have to jump through. And, and is it just the one studio, or has it been all of them so far? No, it's been all of them. Some of them want, like, the notarizations from hell. Like, <sighs> just, ugh. I mean, it's great in that it is money I do not have to write a new book for, because yeah. these, these are all movie options, which, don't get excited, all that means is that no one else is going to make the movie, and then they won't either. But yeah, they're, they're paying you... For keep, the right, for the right to make the movie if they so choose, and no one else can do that. Yes, they're basically paying for the right to be the only ones who are allowed to decide not to make the movie. Um, but I, I'm not saying that I earn that kind of money in getting everything notarized and swearing a lot. But sometimes I feel for aggravation fees. Oh yeah, oh, <laughs> I'm yeah. at least earning a little. Anyway, carry on. Sorry, carry what on. was the next thing? Yes, um, so paperwork, yes. Yeah. We hates it, Baggins. We hates it forever. Another comment uh, on the talk with Jake, although this is not about the talk with Jake. This is about, about um, 
the discussion you and I had. Um, great episode, really interesting interview, and I'll be fascinated to hear more about Ursula's writing process. Oh, Lord. I also have a warm spot in my house for Woodhouse. His books were a staple of my dad's bedtime reading to my sister. Oh, P.G. Woodhouse. When yes. I were kids. Uh, small nit to pick, his name is pronounced Woodhouse. Okay, yes. I, I believe you, while also being a degenerate American. To stay more or less on topic... Well, there went a cat. cat. Yeah. To stay more or less on topic, though, Douglas Adams, who knew Woodhouse, has some interesting things to say in the introduction to The Salmon of Doubt. When Woodhouse was writing a book, he used to pin the pages in undulating waves around the wall of his workroom. Pages he felt were working well would be pinned up high, and those that still needed work would be lowered down to the wall. His aim was to get the entire manuscript up to the picture rail before he handed it in. Oh my god, it was like a literary Kanban board. Right. No, um, how he, now, how he managed to write so many incredibly polished novels remains a mystery, but he worked right up into his 90s, so I guess that helps. He he was really cool, oh, and yeah. um, one thing he did, uh, he there was a weird section of, I'm pretty sure it was it was Woodhouse. He was um, uh, captured by the Nazis. What? And and basically um, told to talk about how well he was being treated and he wrote this in he he so he did it but he did it in this incredibly british way with the <laughs> emphases that would be obvious to anyone of that you know uh, listening to oh, it oh oh that he thought this was a load of bullshit and they were horrible, but there was also a gun to his head kind of thing. I'm pretty sure it was Woodhouse who did this. It, I could be mistaking him for someone else, but uh, anyway, so he would be talking. He, he was in Italy, I want to say, and he would be talking about golf in a way that was not at all flattering to Germany, but if you didn't happen to have, you know, if you weren't an expert on the British sense of humor, it would not necessarily come off that way. And so, but he did get into some hot water in Britain from people who were like, well, is he just, you know, is, is he, he selling out to the enemy? With Whereas most people who knew him and knew his style were like, no, this is, this is, um, it, yeah. it burns. It burns us. It, it was a complex bit of um, literary theater, let us say. Interesting. All right. Um, from Sarah, uh, on our on the No Resolutions episode we did on uh, New Year's Day. Oh, yes. I think it was when that one came out. Was we that were, New Year's Day? No, I continue it would have been the to second. be resolutionless. Yes. Um, last year was the first year I actually made a New Year's resolution, and it worked so well that I think I'm going to try it again this year. My resolution was to try five new kinds of apples. The intention behind it was to motivate myself to actually get up on Saturdays and go to the farmer's market and to eat more fresh fruit, but the vaguely Pokemon-esque formulation made it fun. That is fantastic. Like, I would have no problem with a resolution to spot five new kinds of bugs. Yeah. 
And I live in Massachusetts, so finding five new apples required going to the farmer's market once, maybe twice. <laughs> I think my end-of-year total was at least ten new kinds of apples plus assorted old favorites. If you don't mind the swearing um, and like that sort of thing, uh, if you find Chuck Wendig's themes uh, or Twitter threads rather about apple season, yes, he is a great fan of heirloom apples, which is a incredibly noble pursuit. I could do ten minutes on apples, I won't, but uh, it is absolutely <laughs> worth reading them. They're quick, short, charming, profane. Uh, yeah, and I think he actually has each year during Apple season he has a single thread where he yes. where he does his reviews of the apples of the year. Yes, yeah. and uh, so you can you mm-hmm. can track them down. And there is an unbelievable variety for complicated genetic reasons, many of which are lost to us, mm-hmm. but a surprising number of which have been found and saved. There are people from various universities going around and uh, saving old apple varieties by stomping through orchards trying to find them. And uh, I have myself been in Upper Peninsula, Michigan, in very old orchards, and I can't say whether the apples were any good or not, although my stepfather was stealing them so i guess they were fine i don't know if it's stealing if everyone involved is dead and they're left wild but scrumping i think is the term yes uh but uh i am forever glad because by sitting there in the van with a pair of binoculars and a tree with windfall apples on it i managed to finally get my gray-cheeked thrush which is an extremely (laughs) difficult thrush to get not because it's that uncommon but because you identify it by it being more boring than all the other thrushes (laughs) the only way to do this safely is to have every thrush in the area lined up under one goddamn apple tree and go that one is really boring (laughs) wow okay so birding terrible stupid hobby (laughs) to continue with sarah's letter yes sorry this year haha i got a great cheeked thrush suck it tina carry on this year attempt to grow a potato i say attempt because if nature happens and the plant doesn't make any actual potatoes, it still counts as having achieved my goal. 100% it does. Mm-hmm. And let me add, growing a potato smaller than the one you started with oh God, yeah, is a rite of passage for every gardener. <laughs> Similarly, growing garlic smaller than the garlic clove you started with, an onion starts uh, say, smaller than the set. That this is you, you have arrived and you are of my people if you do this. Yes. Uh, okay, so it still counts as having achieved my goal of expanding my gardening efforts to more than unkillable houseplants. And again, it's something that's specific and fun and which I've mostly not achieved in the past because I realized around mid July that I had wanted to start a container garden on the porch. Given my level of procrastination, January is about the right time to think about picking out seed potatoes. Honestly, um, seed potatoes is impressive if you can do it from seed. I've never done it from seed. I do it from starts. Get them yeah. at the feed store. Uh, you can get them. Uh, feed store is a good place for it. Usually, if it's a feed and, and garden store or feed and farm store, uh, you can get uh, starts for all kinds of potatoes. And mm-hmm. you seed is a complicated process. So if you can't do it from seed, you have not failed. If you can, impressive. Um, I know a friend of mine in Minnesota is trying to grow uh, tetraploid potatoes from mm. seed, and it's a thing. But anyway, yeah. Um, 
All right. Um, another comment from Patricia, this time on my interview with Amy. A couple, uh, just that one was just like three weeks ago. Uh, this was in response to the water buffalo, which would be, I believe, uh, the D&D character you play. I Yes, I, I do, in fact, play an, an African buffalo character. Mm -hmm. I love the surreality, and it's always great when your friends, people, join in on the fun instead of looking blankly. Water buffalo are fun creatures. They are. Oh. Uh, water buffalo mm -hmm. are, are the more domestic variety. They are lovely, right. powerful, and sedate. The... Um, the African buffalo is what used to be called the Cape buffalo and has since been renamed. Uh, mm -hmm. it's, it can't really be the African buffalo because there is no Africa in this world since it's a fantasy secondary world. But uh, the big, dangerous, undomesticated ones, so which makes her a good barbarian. I love them. I have always kind of loved them. When we saw them in Africa, they are these very... There is a lot there. And it really is. They really don't care that you exist. No, they really don't until they do. Yes, and then you're dead. But yeah, there is there is this sense that they are the kind of like even elephants, which are much larger and much more powerful, care that you're there. The, <laughs> the buffalo did not give a shit. No, it didn't. We we like we pulled up on the side of the road and the buffalo is sitting there munching on roadside grass with what three ox peckers standing around probably or egrets or something something yeah. and it's just sitting there and we're all like ooh ah the buffalo and our driver's just like you know i think you asked him what happens if he decides yeah to I, I was basically charge. what happens if you decide will, will he give us any warning if he decides to charge and the driver laughed he's like no he'll just hit the side of the thing like but you're not worried he's like no he seems pretty chill. And, yeah. uh, they, and then yeah. he proceeded to pee for 30 minutes. Not the driver, the water buffalo, the buffalo. <laughs> no, no, no. As far as I know, the driver's prostate was in fine condition. The uh, The buffalo appeared to either have an enormous bladder capacity or some difficulty. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I mean, and we're just, and we're stupid tourists. We're just sitting there and we're watching this buffalo peeing for like 20, 30 minutes. <laughs> And, it wasn't 30 minutes. It was probably like five. But, but yeah. it certainly felt like it because it just yeah. went on and on. And, and we have some amazing photos of an extremely laid back buffalo head. And we have perhaps omitted the hindquarters. A lot. Yeah. But yeah, yeah I love them. I, I, I mm -hmm. love how powerful and utterly unimpressed they are. Like, we drove near elephants, and the elephants are totally know you're there, and we got mock-charged by an elephant, which is a terrifying experience that yeah. will really get your heart rate up, and speaking of peeing. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, the buffalo just didn't care. I think the the elephant was like, crap, humans... Uh, I must drive them off before they hurt my babies. And the buffalo was like, I can take you. Yeah, the buffalo just had no... There was not a doubt in its mind that it could deal with us, and so it didn't care. Yeah. It, it, I mean, the elephant was like me with the rooster. I'm like, I know I can take the rooster, but I'm a little worried it's there, and I'm keeping an eye on it. The buffalo was like, you know, a human with a lizard. You know what? Whatever. <laughs> it, it showed the same amount of concern about our existence that the, that the damn Pride Alliance did. 
Yeah, the lions just were utterly unimpressed. There was nothing about humans that they had to worry about because they could eat us and they were in a game preserve so we couldn't, you know, do anything. Yeah, they they just wandered around like giant house cats who, by the way, could literally open their mouths and rip your head off. They had no fucks to give. Yeah, and it was just the same. The, The... And I think what made it weird is that it was an herbivore. You're used to a certain amount of awareness in what we think of as a prey animal, but the (laughs) buffalo had come out the other side, and it knew it was nobody's prey. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, sorry, that is is, Ursula rhapsodizes about buffalo for a while. Not to be confused with American bison, who give a lot of fucks and are terrifying. Yeah. Um, they also do the sort the whole. They are not as laid back as no. these were, and no. they. Uh, how can I explain this? They can do unbelievable amounts of damage, but they're more tense. Yeah. And, but at this, I mean, yeah, like like the buffalo. The reason they call them the Black Death is because they give you no warnings at all. Like, mm-hmm. they don't stamp, they don't snort, it's just they go from zero to murder instantly, and you can't kill them <laughs> with unless you happen to have, like, an anti-tank. I believe, uh, yeah, I believe, um, uh, as a friend of mine who was in Africa uh, in doing military things, it said um, it was, uh, they had to use the 50. The fifty caliber. Yeah, it's. Uh, it's I mean, yeah. they make things that you, but like you have to have very specific things for that. And whereas bison will give you a lot more warning, but and are still incredibly dangerous and incredibly powerful. They're the one. They're one of the animals that uh, that my buddy, who will keep all kinds of exotic hoofstock, will not keep. Oh right. She says yeah. they're they're far too dangerous. She has seen unbelievable things you know she's like just a bull will be like i've decided i'm bored with this and pick up the entire like uh uh the the shoot that they run livestock Mm -hmm. through and we'll just pick it up and throw it kind of thing she's like they're way too powerful to deal with and this is someone who is cheerful with yaks you know which will happily kill people but uh and climb all sorts of things. Yeah, well, bison, bison are are like mountain goats that just happen to weigh unbelievable amounts. You have to have; uh, they can go over unbelievably tall fences. Okay. Yeah, you have to have giant fences to keep bison in if they decide to climb. And they have tiny little hooves. That's the wild thing. Like, I've driven through Yellowstone any number of times. Everybody stops when one of the big bison come through, and their hooves are so dainty. And there is just like this truck on top of my grandmother used to say that hooves like a 50 cent piece and see i i i uh, in in i always heard that sort of thing as as um furniture disease he's got the furniture disease great big body tiny little legs yeah but i just went case, southern on that yeah in, in this case they can use it to climb sheer walls you know <laughs> they're they're on anyway so the moral of the story is things with hooves can fuck you up be afraid of them. <laughs> uh, also, in reference to uh, the no resolutions, here's a note from Natasha, not our Natasha, a different Natasha. But um, still probably a very good Natasha. Oh, yeah. I'm not actually a resolution person, but sometime in the middle of last year, I made a goal of trying 
a new recipe or every or two every month. I'm working That's on cool. improving my cooking skills for the past year or so due to having a number of weird food preferences and food restrictions and getting extremely bored with the same 10 foods over and over. Completely understand. I totally understand that. I've hit an intermediate level now. The new recipes are things that aren't just the normal comfort food. They are new techniques and new flavors, and I haven't tried before. Plus, I went in on a pig with a coworker, so now I've got Ooh. all sorts of interesting meat cuts to work with. Speaking that of I was things af- with hooves that'll fuck you up. Yeah, that I was afraid of cooking before, since special cuts of meat are expensive and I didn't want to ruin them. I also got Salt, Fat, Acid, Heat as a gift, so I've been reading that as well. My God, that book and TV series is so good. The TV series is fabulous. Yeah, so not really a new resolution, but... I thought Kevin was watching pornography when he was watching it. Let me tell you, the noises that he was making. Oh, the fat episode was just... (laughs) See what I mean, Internet? It's like... Oh, those ribs. Oh. It was the soy sauce. Oh, the yeah. sounds you made they were, were indecent. Yeah, that that's in the salt episode, and they're and they're at the soy sauce manufacturer, and they oh, mm-hmm. and the barrels, and the yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, and when they were pressing the olives and and taking the little tiny cup and getting the olive oil directly off the presses, and oh, we have to go to Italy <laughs> in Japan. Yes, we do. I, I would like to go to Italy. Um, I would like to go to the Vatican just for my, you know, just to make the shade of my grandmother happy. Anyway. Yes. Um, so good on you. I, I We highly approve of your cookbook, clearly. Yeah. Uh, so not really a new resolution, but a continuation of a goal that I'd kind of forgotten about for a bit around the holidays because things have been busy. You know what I'm liking about this is that the resolutions we're hearing, none mm-hmm. of them are achieve this thing. Yeah. They are all try this thing. Or attempt. Attempt or this continue, thing. Or continue. Continue. Yes. This thing. Yeah. And and I think that's good because that's the kind of resolution you can keep mm-hmm. without punishing yourself. You know, it's if it's lose, you know, X amount of weight and work out every day and get organized, then when you fail that, you feel like you failed the resolution. But if it's, I want to eat five new apples, unless you're like at the farmer's market on December 31st at midnight going, <laughs> I need three more apples, bro. <laughs> you're not going to fail. Right. right. <laughs> um, yeah. And, and that's, that's one of the things, uh, that's why I like looking at goals, not resolutions, because resolutions usually have this hard concrete thing around it. And goals are, you can structure a little better around uh, the thought of what if it turns out I can't attain this. Right? See, I, I'd go the other way around because a goal is like a, a resolution set to do, to try this, but a goal is like, I don't know. The words sound weird to me, but I I am fine with that. The point is, whatever gets you to eat five new apples or try new recipes, you rock on. Absolutely. Um, So, um, okay. Um, This is from an even more recent episode. Uh, Oh, last week's episode. Hey, talk about that. Um, About your sick day redo and uh, uh, my interview with Meredith. Um, your comment of keep what is working reminds me of my mom's theory that you should read all the religious philosophy and self-help books you can find, but in the way that a whale eats. Take a mouthful of ocean water and just keep the plankton, i.e. the tidbits of each that resonate with you. 
that also, um, uh, crap, I've forgotten his first name, but Ushiba, the founder of Aikido, uh, ah. uh, told this dude to study, you know, all the great texts of the world and keep, and take all that is good as your own. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, go for the stuff that works. Awesome. You don't have to keep the rest. Sorry, sorry about the loud clicking. That's me cleaning out. Oh my gosh, cleaning out my uh, letters folder so that next month I, I've got a fresh letters folder that we can start filling for next month. Are we through the letters? We're through all the letters. All right. All right. So we're going to take a quick break because... I promise not to talk any more about the dangers of hoofstock. And um, yeah, we'll be right back after this. We are back. It occurs to me, I wanted to say this doesn't have anything to do with water buffalo, but an interesting thing about elephants. Dear God. The thing you don't expect. You expect them to be big because you see them in zoos and you they're a big animal. You go to the to Africa, they are still a big animal. You are not surprised at how big elephants are. What surprises you is they can hide behind three sticks. Right. And a blade oh of grass. Oh my God. It that was the is, most ridiculous thing ever. They're invisible. I'd, I'd heard stories about this and did not believe them until we were actually there. And there, and the guide was like, there's elephants over there. I'm like, there are no elephants over there. Holy shit, there's like a whole herd of elephants over there. And they're like five feet from the road. They can vanish behind yeah. a stick. Oh my God, yeah. I don't know how that's possible, but it is. It's a thing. And the one ostrich we saw. We saw one. No, we saw a couple. I, Most of them were off in the distance. Yeah, but... I, I remember one, though, because we were driving past, and there's grass, and I was like, oh, there's an ostrich over there, and the only reason you could tell is because the ostrich head was sticking out of the grass. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Although I did learn to recognize, and I will remember this smell for the rest of my life, I could tell when we were getting near warthogs. Yes, warthogs have a very distinctive aroma. Very distinctive aroma. Yes. Oh, so distinctive. But none of them hide like an elephant does, and that's... No. That's, no, it's, it's yeah. a thing. It's a thing. So thank you to Patricia and Star and Alyssa and Mike and Sarah and Natasha for writing in. Uh, we we love – I love getting your, your letters and being able to read them on air unless you tell me not to. Um, I love rambling for long minutes about nothing in particular. Or wildlife or birds. Same thing. Okay. So this week's badge code is polite goat. <laughs> in reference to our discussion at the very beginning. Our buddy Havoc. Our buddy Havoc. Who still mistrusts you because you touched his ears. I did touch his ear. That is a dominance thing with goats. And, and now also, the goat is like, you're a weirdo who touched I don't, my I don't ears. I don't put up with his shit. Like, well, he didn't really have that much shit with you, but because you touched his ears, he wanted to, like, prove that, you know. Yeah, but he keeps, he, he's like, oh, it's you, and I'm not going to go in that gate, and I'm just like, yes, you are, and steer him into the gate, and he always looks like, I guess I'm going in, the, what the hell just happened here? You, and then tries to get back out. Oh, by the way, you need to, uh, uh, Shepard needs you to hold some sheep. Uh, mm. The rams have, uh, there's a ram whose horn is growing back and abrading oh, its neck. And yeah, well, so, I, have to, I have to go over and work 
work on the skull shack this weekend anyway. Yeah, I think we so. need bolt. I think she needs bolt cutters, though, to do the. We do not own any of those. Yeah, to so. do the horns. So we're gonna have to go buy bolt cutters. Is that what you're telling me? Uh, why can't she ever need something 3D printed? Why? <laughs> I mean, it's always like, I mean, I'm not complaining about my, my new saws and, you know, the, the drill bit kit and the, the hole drilling kit and uh, obviously the bolt cutters that we're getting. But wh- why can't she need something 3D printed? Because usually we need to take it away, not uh, – but yes, in the, in the case of the horn, yeah, yeah, it need, yeah. Uh, he needs his, uh, his horn. Remote. So we'll, we'll fix that. Yeah. But, wonder, uh, could, you, could you make horn guards? No, I guess no, that No, it's a growing thing. Yeah, it, yeah, it, okay. It's not that the, the – well, one of the problems is that um, they, they will – if one breaks off, mm-hmm. if it breaks, then uh, the break point – Grows strangely, and this is in a lot of uh, yeah, animals. Yeah. Um, in deer, particularly, when you see some mm-hmm. of those pictures of deers with really messed up antlers, a lot of times they've broken an antler. Yep. And the uh, yes, Ernie, it is almost dinner time. We'll take care of that as soon and, as we're done. Uh, buddy. Or injured an antler that was in mm-hmm. velvet, and then the uh, this basically what amounts to scar tissue on the antler grows it very weird. Yeah. So uh, yeah, same thing. Anyway, badge code this week is polite goat. And Havoc is very polite to me. Yes. You shouldn't have touched his ears. He's, he's getting better. He's getting better about being polite to me. No, it's he's fine. trying to take your girl, man. Well, there's that, too. <laughs> but he won't win. Anyway. No, I'm not into goats like that. Yeah. No animal husbandry for me. Uh, you can find out about our badge codes online and yes. find out how to use them, how to register them, what to do with them productivityalchemy.com you can also find out how to support us there you can give us money or you can not give us money you can just tell your friends you don't even have to tell your friends we can be your terrible weird secret but if you wanted to tell your friends that would be awesome and if you wanted to give us money there are links and but you don't have to do any of these things and we will still love you yep and i i do love it when when folks comment or at me on twitter about something they heard that really resonated with them or 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 little things like that Uh, yes it's always delightful i don't always get a chance to respond but i do love to hear about it uh it is wonderful and then finally your reminders since it is january of a new year oh god still it is awards nomination season oh lord and you had uh, two books out last year uh well i think mine are made i don't know if that counted as a novella or a book but yes mm-hmm. but the the one that anyone will have heard of is actually the twisted ones, yes. which is eligible for eligible for things. Um, vote yes. for it or don't. It's okay. Mm-hmm. I won't be hurt. There was right. the, it. It's such a field full of amazing people that I wish everyone could be honored for the incredible work they're doing. Yes. So I won't be hurt. And I'm I'm gonna put out there just because I I am really. Hope proud springs of it. eternal. Hope springs eternal, although I know there's no hope in hell. Um, we released The Complete Hidden Almanac last year, yes. which is technically a dramatic presentation long form. I absolutely know that uh, there are so many movies and TV seasons that came out last year that it has no hope of even making like the very bottom of a long list. But, um, you know, if you feel like it and you enjoyed it, show some love. Maybe, please. Um, and people are still saying how much they miss it. So uh, we're really thankful for all of our fans there. And and we really will do a mm-hmm. follow-up at uh, some point. It's just – it's been a wild month. Life has been getting wild in the way. A few yeah. months. Yeah. Yes. So anyway, that's it for this week. Uh, thank you very much for listening. And remember yes, – we will feed you just – oh, oh uh, uh, so you don't have to?
No, I was letting Ernie finish. I was going to say, and remember, folks, stay productive. So we don't have to. It doesn't work that way. God damn it.